excuse me, is this seat taken? Can I sit down next to you? No. Away from me. You can't sit here. My coat yeah. is there. I've got to pee for the third time. I don't, I don't want you to I, stop sitting next to me. I, I don't have, want you to sit I, next I've to me. I've got what's called baby bladder, and I have to get up every seven and a half minutes. I, and I drank more coffee this morning than I have in maybe ever, so we might have to pause halfway through. <laughs> oh, wow. Testing one two three on my mic. 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 And we're talking pictures for the last time as a staff photographer for the Dispatch and the Rock Island Argus, unless he comes crawling back for his job at some point in the near future. Could happen. Could happen. Yeah. Paul Coletti is officially gone in what the time is yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know. We're taping this. We're taping this so. at uh, ten thirty-seven, and an hour and a half. Paul yep. is a goner. Yep. We're also going to use this moment in time to talk about the transition that Paul is going to make from mm-hmm. Nikon to Sony because Paul is going to switch from from a Nikon format yep. or platform to Sony. So, Paul, do you have any thoughts? First of all, on leaving the business per se. I mean, you're not going to, it's not like you're going to go be a shrimp yeah, farmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my thoughts on leaving it are, um, yeah, I'm more emotional today than I thought I was going to be. Um, even though I've had like eight or nine weeks to process this, um, knowing the day was coming, it, but you know, here it is. And it's, uh, it's, um, I don't know. I, I don't even want to call it bittersweet because it's more just bitter than anything. Um, I, I'm going to miss it a lot. You know, everybody says, Oh, what's your favorite part of the job? You know, Oh, it's never, no two days are the same. Like it sounds really cliche, you know, we never know what to expect, but it's so true. I mean, it's cliched because everybody says it because it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm going to miss the excitement and the getting to know people, which I've talked about before here on the podcast subjects and people I work with. Um, yeah, I'm going to miss a lot of it. I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss everything. Yeah. What, what 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 is the one thing you won't miss about it? I mean, what is the reality oh, of the, your change that when you wake up tomorrow morning, you're going to go, well, at least I don't have to do that, whatever that is. Boy, you know, um, everything looks better. You know, you, you remember even the bad things seem fine and palatable yeah. when you look back on them. Um just the more routine, mundane things like processing obituary photos, or I mean, everybody here at our paper the says RV this. show the is RV, it going to be the RV yeah, show? Yeah, <laughs> walking laps around the QCC Expo Center, like trying to find eight photos yet or something. Um, shooting gold book pictures, which are like the you know, say cheese and grin. Let me get your names yeah. left to right, please. I mean, that stuff's tedious. Um, yeah, at least th- we don't have to say hello, Quad Cities. Oh, Man. God. At least we don't have to say hello, Quad Cities. <laughs> I know how we're going right. to end it, though. <laughs> yeah. We're ending this podcast. Hello, Quad Cities. I don't know. I, you know, there, there's lots of little things that when you're, when you're in the middle of doing it and working through your day that you say, oh, God, I wish I didn't have to do this. Um, but looking back on it, you know, it's, it's not – I don't know. It's not awful. So it's, I, I don't know that there's anything I'm going to wake up and say, at least I don't have to do that anymore. Um, because I never, I never got out of bed or came to work thinking I didn't want to be here or didn't want to work. Or I never said to myself, God, I wish I didn't have to go into the office today. Like I always loved getting up and coming to work, knowing that I was going to get to take photos and, you know, do cool stuff. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. It's, 
I'm towing the company line on that answer, I guess. Oh my God, the the fan just went off. It did and, and it's so quiet oh my in here. God. I don't know. I don't know if podcasters can listen are going to pick up on the fact that the gigantic fan that blows into this room that we've we've tried to manage work around for the last year or so. It, it just shut off, <laughs> and it, it feels it feels like you've been you know on a rumble strip, yeah, you know on the highway, and then you get off the rumble strip, yeah. and you're like, oh my god, this feels so good so, not being on a rumble strip. So yeah. Quiet, so quiet, so quiet. Yeah. So, um, what are you going to do for those podcasters listeners that want to find you on the internet elsewhere? What I'm going to do is, if you want to find me on the internet elsewhere, you can go to my personal website, which is on the World Wide Web at colettiphoto.com. I thought it was Sexy Paul. At, the, no? I, I use that for other for other interests. Yeah, no. Uh, if my professional website would be colettiphoto.com. That's C-O-L-L-E-T-T-I, photo.com. Plug, plug, plug. For profession, <laughs> yeah. Professional photographer website. Yeah. His dancer website, <laughs> Sexy Paul. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, the bow tie and everything. Hot yeah. buns, Coletti. <laughs> Dot com. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Been shut down by the FCC a couple <laughs> times. I have to keep renaming it. Yeah, <laughs> get around that. Moving around. You're, 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 it's based in some server in Russia. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Dot R-U-S. <laughs> <laughs> My Kazakhstanian host. <laughs> well, from a personal perspective, before we get into the into the photo thing, for me, uh, you, I can still remember... Uh, where you where I was when you took the job when you called yeah. me I was standing in North Park Mall and I turned to my wife and said that is just such a huge weight off my shoulders not that the other candidates weren't good or may have worked out but Paul was my first choice and and when you're making your first hire as a as a boss mm. you don't really want to f it up because yeah. you just it 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 doesn't reflect well on you with your bosses and so I wanted to make sure I got this one right and and it and if you had told me you were going to be here for eight years um mm-hmm. I, I would have I would have been I would have taken that I was like hey yeah. he's only going to be here for eight years I'll take okay. that I'll, I'll work with eight years with Paul Coletti yeah. but you've been a fabulous teammate Thank you and uh you worked as my right hand man when I'm not here you fill in for me and mm-hmm. Uh, you've done a marvelous job of that, and and um, your pictures speak for themselves. Thanks. And your attitude coming to work every day sets a great example for young photographers like Meg, um, who sat across from you and could see that the way you come to work is that 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 even if you maybe the assignment you have today isn't like the most thrilling assignment, you approached every assignment as if it was going to go on a one, mm-hmm. and and that's you know, all I really asked for. And you did that and even more. So well, we will miss you, Thank but you. we we hope to bring you in as a, as one of my um, John Deere classic ringers, mm-hmm. because I don't know what my staff's going to look like <laughs> come yeah. June or yeah. August or whatever. September, the hell. Yeah. Is yeah. that when it is this year? I when? think it's September. It's August. Is it August? It's August. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. but anyway, so hopefully that will all work out and cool. we can bring you in. Does anybody else want to make Paul cry? Yeah. <laughs> I want to make Paul cry. No, I don't know. I don't know. I can. I got a couple of Paul Cletty memories. Okay. Oh yeah. I, the photo car crash. Oh, oh yeah. 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 The day I put the photo car in the ditch. Yeah. Paul. Right? Paul awesome. called me from the scene of uh, an automobile accident where he was traveling up a hill here in Moline, yeah. and he yeah. somehow lost control of the car on ice and snow. Yeah. But he planted it. 
He didn't. He didn't hit the pole, and he didn't hit the guy wire. No. But he planted the car as if he had taken a model car <laughs> yeah. and placed it there. I mean, it was yeah. like a giant picked up the car and put it where it was. Yeah. There, the, even the police weren't the police amazed the, that you didn't the, hit anything. Yeah, the police. The police just happened to roll by. And saw me in the ditch. Mm-hmm. And they popped out and said, hey, are you okay? I said, yeah, yeah. Thank God I didn't hit anything. And they looked at the scene and they, they said, oh, yeah, you missed the power pole. And you didn't run into the, there's a, there's a like city of Moline electric, like a substation. Like right. A, a, a little box. A power, not a little box. It's like a power substation with like, oh, wow. you know, big transformer. And I mean, if this little substation goes out, I mean, I don't know, 10 or 11 blocks go out, whatever. <laughs> Not the whole city, but mm-hmm. that part of town. And they look at this like, yeah, well, you didn't hit the pole. You didn't hit the substation. Uh, doesn't look like there's any property damage. So see you later. And they drove <laughs> off. Not, not before they posed with the tire tracks in the snow, missing the telephone pole by, I, I got, I think it was an eighth of an inch. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe I didn't hit a thing. And I just remember losing, <laughs> losing traction, going too fast around this corner and seeing the pole come at me. And I, I just, I jerked the wheel. I said, shit. And <laughs> I hit the curb and cracked the windshield and blew the tire and destroyed the rim. Uh, I think Jack had to put a new spring on that wheel. Um, yeah, but uh, I didn't, I didn't hurt anything except the company car. <laughs> it, it was roadworthy after it got fixed up. So yeah, yeah. but uh, that was an embarrassing day. Yeah. Some nice woman who saw it happen came like, running down the hill like sliding like uh like body sliding down the hill wow. to make sure i was okay with her like eight-year-old son and they i'm climbing out of the car and here she comes sliding down the hill she's like oh my god i saw it happen are you all right i'm like yeah yeah i'm, I'm fine not thinking it was as big a deal as it must have looked right but, uh, i'm probably yeah, better shaped than the eight-year-old you just yeah. dragged down the snowy hill yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mom why are we trying to help this man right. i'm setting an example that's right it would be funny yeah. if she whipped the camera out and started taking i know yeah. yeah well and then the embarrassing part was that it was the company car with the the name dispatch rock island argus plastered along the side yeah and i was so embarrassed i turned to the eight-year-old and i said Imagine that. Can you believe it? I went out looking for the news and I became the news. <laughs> and the mom laughed and the kid didn't know what I was trying to say. Yeah. So I just I let it go. Stranger yeah. danger, stranger danger. Yeah. <laughs> He's talking to me. Yeah. So, That's a good one. You got good. another one? Oh, geez. Paul Clitty memories. Yeah. yeah. A couple. A couple. Yeah. yeah there was, uh, I mean, Gary brought it up earlier. So I yeah. feel like I'm still in Cranbrook. Uh, well, he had to go sh- Christmas shopping yeah. with his kids. So he, yeah. you the, can. The day that yeah. uh, you forgot the f- your, your cameras. I forgot my cameras. In, I went to an assignment without cameras. <laughs> you know, I thought, you know, Meg, I was telling you the story the other day about how our former intern, Chet Strange, only needed light to take a photo. Right, that's, yeah. That's not true. You need a camera to take a photo, too. <laughs> Good, nice. Yeah, Chet Strange nice. went to an assignment where he needed to take a portrait of a kid that was allergic to light. And Chet came back I to the newsroom all this. pissed off because he's... And Chet was really funny telling the story. He's like, I only need one thing to take a picture. That's light. I have to have light to take a picture. And I thought that was true until just this moment realizing you also need a camera, <laughs> need a camera. to take a picture. Yeah. And I went to an assignment without my cameras. And I called you, Todd, I called you saying, uh, I remember my exact words. I had hopped back into my car thinking by some miracle I'd be able to race 30 minutes back to the office, pick up my cameras, and drive 30 minutes back to my assignment that was supposed to start within like a minute. Yeah. Um, so I'm way out in the middle of nowhere, Davenport, and I called you, Todd, and I said, Todd, I really screwed the pooch. I am at this assignment at 
uh, John Glenn Middle School, and I forgot my cameras in the office. They're sitting on my desk in the office. How that happened, I don't know. I said, well, Gary only lives like four minutes from where you're from. He's supposed to be coming in to start his shift soon. I'm gonna I'm gonna call him, and he he, he can drive his cameras over to you instead of coming to the office. <laughs> so, and that's what we did, and it worked out beautifully. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's why yeah. that's why I have the T-shirt that says "Problem Solved." <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. reason to panic. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's funny. a good one. Yeah. yeah. I, I've done, uh, I'll, I'll confess to walking out with uh, leaving my cards on the desk. Your my cards? C- my CF mean? cards from the oh, cameras. Yeah. And leaving my and having cameras in my car, but not having CF cards. Right, yeah. And uh, that's, uh, and I mean, I've got, I, I had like I had like a 256 gig card. So I got like four <laughs> frames on it. Right. You know, before it's like, not right, out delete, of memory. not yeah. right, delete, <laughs> not right, delete. Oh, that one looks good. One we're, looks we're done here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Totally. Yeah. yeah, low quality. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Downgraded it's like resolution. four pixels resolution. <laughs> we got it. We're gonna run you one column. <laughs> it's gonna be a thumbnail. I'm trying to get 30 pictures on this card. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> throw me a bone. <laughs> right. Hmm. Meg, do you have a Paul Coletti story? Not without crying. Um, I remember. Aww. Well, I, the first time I met Paul was at the Tug Fest, and I don't. That's right. I don't think I've ever been as hot in my life. Until I was with Paul Coletti, he was shirtless. Paul was shirtless, and no, it was different story. Okay, you could have been. It was hot. No, the Tug Fest. I was working for our competitor as a correspondent, and um, (laughs) now anyway, so Paul comes bouncing into the media area, and you're not supposed to, but Paul bounces in, and I'm bounces. Yeah, Yeah, he bounces. Bounces. He's kind of like Tigger. Like he's just like he's graceful and he walks. He's hard to keep track of. Watch him go down the stairs. Well, I I just remember following him at the John Deere classic and he's like a ninja that guy just disappears in a gap and then maybe it's just because yeah. i'm like twice his physical size no know? i have to do it too <laughs> they really are right. i find I myself like so trying bad. not to act like i'm catching my breath yeah. trying to get down the stairs with paul no so i walk in and i'm so cocky but not even cocky just not really aware that there's another newspaper across the area and i'm like hi i'm meg who are you taking pictures for yeah. isn't it fun we're taking pictures like this is such a yeah. good day for everyone yeah. here and it was really hot and he was really nice and that's how i figured out there was the dispatch Argus and I called persistently. And then yeah. my other story being the coldest I ever was was when we went to the oh, King's Harvest Center. God, that was awful. And yeah. they weren't it's a homeless shelter around here yeah. and they weren't letting people in until past ten thirty. And so Paul and I went and I was just stupid. I think it was day four I've ever yeah. worked here. And I'm wearing a pair <laughs> yeah. of leggings and a blouse and I don't think I brought a coat. Yep. No, I did have. I have a jeans jacket, and I'm pretending so hard not to be cold because yeah. you don't look cold, and you're taking great photos. So I'm like, well, I couldn't shake. feel. I couldn't feel my toes. So yeah, well, I wasn't cold. I was just numb. It took like a yeah. week for me to get hand feeling yeah. back. Yeah, no kidding. That yeah, was, it, I think it was like literally negative five that night. Yeah, it was the coldest yeah. day of the year. Yeah, and then we went and shot a basketball game yep, after that at Augie. And I don't think I took my coat off. Oh yeah, and you were able to catch the basketball every single time. There was like five basketballs oh, yeah. that it Paul's come to running you. Onto the court. <laughs> I, I thought he was gonna dunk on your high school ass. <laughs> I remember being so impressed because you're so my athletic. House, not my house. <laughs> Why does a photographer keep blocking shots? <laughs> yeah, that's right. There were like four or five like balls that went out of bounds like right at me. And, you got one handed. Yeah. Didn't even know well, they were coming. I'm pretty impressed with that. That's not a. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was too. Yeah. I usually get hit and then I'm embarrassed. Yeah, because you know you, you know <laughs> yeah, it's no, on TV. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely, not yeah, top no ten. <laughs> uh, that photographer just got hit in the head. Yeah. I'll, I've got one more Paul Coletti story. Oh, do I you? can remember. Yeah, it's not. It's not bad. It's good. Is it good? It's okay. good. Uh, 
he uh, I remember I came back in the office and I was complaining bitterly as I want to do about something <laughs> and I, I can't even remember what it was but I was like I just you know kind of a rant uh, as I want to do and uh, Paul's like yeah I just kind of figured that's part of my job and I was like ah he's right uh, <laughs> what was the, what um, are you complaining about I, I, can't, I don't know I can't remember if it was gold book or something stupid for sports or something yeah. but it was I was just like you know I think it was sports and I think it was yeah. one of those things where they uh, they call you like in the middle of assignment and they yeah. want like four other things done and um and we work in a fluid environment yeah. and things change and uh but I could just remember I was like completely just just pitching a storm up and uh Paul was like yeah I guess I that's I just kind of figured that's part of the job and I was like oh, <laughs> you damn, damn you and he, your work he, ethic he, <laughs> he just didn't want to be part of the news you know what I mean yeah, yeah. like egg you on and then yeah. you and then you go like ape shit go and, kill somebody and kill yeah. somebody Paul validated my rage and now I'm justified yeah, yeah. I remember Paul work ethic I mean it's it's he you are positive every day every day you're excited but there was the yeah. we did the marathon this summer oh, and yeah, hour did. five hits and yeah. I am miserable. I am sweating. I've got mascara on my chin. I am <laughs> hating my life. And I look over and Paul looks slightly miserable and I felt really validated. Man. Like the one time Paul is upset, I can be okay being upset. Yeah. Paul's not feeling too good about this one. But what was about his mascara? Yeah. I mean, how was his mascara? Yeah. yeah, I you know, I think it was starting to run a little bit. A little the sweat, bit. Yeah, yeah, I think it was coming down my eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that whole uh, yeah. Uh, Green Day o- yeah. overly mascara look. <laughs> right. All right. Well, yeah. we've, we've uh, since you don't have stories about Jimi Hendrix like John did no. on his retirement podcast, yeah. and he, he'd been here for 40 years and you've been here eight. <laughs> so we're yeah. going to move on to the tech part of this okay. show. Yeah. And so Paul is making the, is it a difficult decision? It was a difficult decision, yeah, for to, a lot of reasons, actually. To, to when he, because Paul's, you know, he's been using company gear forever, and mm-hmm. now to move on to be his own boss, yeah. he has to make an investment in Sony cameras. And it's it seems weird because, Welvert, I think you, I was mentioning yeah. this to you, I don't know, a week ago or so, that even like a year or two ago, a professional photographer, if a professional photographer said to you, oh, yeah, I'm shooting Sony cameras, you'd scratch your head and look cross-eyed at him and make fun of him when he left the room. Like, can you believe this guy <laughs> considers himself a professional and he's shooting Sony cameras? Loser. What a joke. Yeah, exactly. Like, my God. And and I equate it to, like, driving a Yugo in the, uh, in the Indy 500. Like, man, what are you trying to get into a race, drive an inferior piece of junk? You know? Well, it so... I, uh, I'm I'm stammering here because the one of the most difficult parts of the decision was ego based mm-hmm. in that how do I walk into a room or show up for a client or if I'm shooting a wedding meet a bride um, you know or a commercial client carrying a Sony camera and have them take me seriously yeah um, you know you you think oh you will your work your photos speak for themselves. Um, but nobody would, you know, walk into a professional gig carrying a point and shoot and, and have, you know, and instill confidence in anybody that you're being hired to be there for, you know, thinking that, you know, what you're doing with the point and shoot. And until a little while ago, Sony was exactly the same way. They made, you know, point and shoot cameras and cute little fun stuff for weekends. 
but not professional level stuff, not quality stuff, not durable things, not real technologically advanced, you know. Um, so that was one of the things like, how do I, how do I justify owning Sony gear? Um, but it was really only a, a tough decision to make because I liked what I was seeing from Sony, but that last hurdle was, oh man, can I really be a respected photographer carrying a Sony camera? Um, and I, I made a decision, well, whether or not, you know, people take me seriously, seriously or not carrying Sony gears, I'm going to have to let my photography speak for itself because what I'm seeing from Sony is really impressive. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Well, and tell I, people what you bought. And I can afford it. I, I ended up buying what I currently own one camera, which is going to end up being kind of my second camera, my backup body, um, which is an a 77 And I did a lot of research. Um, and for an $800, $900 camera that shoots, I, I, I couldn't get the features in any Nikon or Canon that I got in this camera. It's, for 900 bucks, it shoots 12 frames a second. It's got 36 megapixels. It's got incredible low light performance, um, like Sony pioneering technology on like new sensors that they're inventing. Um, you know, not just tweaking, but like they're redefining like the sensor market, like a ridiculous new autofocus system, which is the same way. It's not just like a, if you know anything about autofocus systems, it's not like a strictly. Yep, Todd's holding up a picture of it now. Yep, um, it, it's not strictly a contrast-based. Oh, look, it, it has a Barbie sticker on it too. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Mattel, made by Mattel. <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> I take you seriously. Well done. Did well you? Done. How long did you have that? Did yeah. you just call it? I've, I've been sitting on it all day. <laughs> <laughs> I've been sitting all day. Uh, wait, wait for it. Yeah. Nice, bro. Yeah, Good. Anyway. <laughs> Play Man, school makes well, cameras. <laughs> oh, wait. Man. Oh uh, yeah. That uh, was awesome. But it, instead of just the regular contrast-based autofocus system, it's got like this new what they call phase detection contrast plus phase detection for defocusing which i can't really explain um all i know that is it's faster and more accurate um tack sharp um it, it's it's an incredible camera mm-hmm. um now what lenses do you have for it i got what's I, I bought it with what's considered the kit lens um which i didn't think i was going to do until i read a lot of reviews about the lens that they can sell with it. I thought, my God, you know, it's getting crazy good reviews across the board. It's sharp, it's fast, it's bright. Uh, it's a 2.8, uh, 17 to 55. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's a, a nice one. Yeah. I don't consider a 2.8 lens a kit lens. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, a kit lens thing. is like yeah. four, five to five, six right. made of plastic. Yeah. yeah. And a reporter breaks it in about 10 minutes. Yeah. Right. Yep. And I've been shooting with this now for, I don't know, 10 days, just under two weeks. Um, and it is incredibly sharp. I guess that is helped a lot by like a 36 megapixel sensor. Um, but for a lens that, you know, they'll ship with the camera, I'm blown away. And it's, I mean, a 2.8 lens, it's as good a lens as, it's as fast a lens as I've been shooting. So what's the next the next camera, though, was from Sony that you would get? Well, I was talking with Welbert about this while I was kind of going through Do you guys ever processes. get any work done? When yeah. You, you, <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Just talking about No wonder we never met deadline. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, Todd, Welbert, you shoot a Fuji. I, I shoot, yeah. I've got, I bought a little camera for a vacation uh, thing because I didn't want to lug my DSLR on an X100T. Uh, and in the and I've really been happy with it, and it's just slowly worked its way into my workflow. And now mm-hmm. I I shoot 
I shoot stuff on assignments all the time, and um, and I'm really impressed with what it does. Now it it, it does a lot of it does a lot of really nice things. Um, it does a couple things really poorly, so it has not replaced my my Nikon's, and uh, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Well, if what it are the will. what are the poorly things that it does? Uh, you know, you could never shoot sports. Um, well with it um it's a fixed mm-hmm. 30 uh f2 uh because it's prime. essentially a rangefinder yeah it's essentially a rangefinder um there's a couple of but like i say there's a the interaction because it is a rangefinder it doesn't cover my whole face i don't think people is, are as intimidated when i point it at them true mm-hmm. yeah um so there's yeah. a lot of like little weird things that come that are positives there's the, you know there's a host of negative things it doesn't focus real quick uh, there's a there's a leg uh, when you, when I turn on my Nikon it is on like you instantaneous know, before yeah. the click makes the click sound and um, and with this thing there's you know there's a I don't know probably half a second or a second and a half boot you know where you're waiting for it to turn on mm-hmm. and um, so there you know and and its autofocus is okay um, it has it's uh, it, it has a regular viewfinder and then also has an electronic viewfinder. And if you're not paying attention, it's easy to look through the regular viewfinder uh, and see the image and not look at your meter because the EVF yeah. gives you a preview view. So it's, you know, if it's, you're too dark, you're too light. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, so there's, a, you know, a, a couple of little stupid things. It does, it's a, for what it is, it's a great low light performer. Um, I took some pictures of my Christmas tree last night and I was kind of blown away. Yeah. Um, I've been doing a lot of that with my yeah, 77 um, Christmas tree pictures. Exactly. And yeah. Just, and then you zoom in, you're like, well, how sharp it is. Yeah, it you're needles? like, wow, it's and, really sharp. God, yeah. yeah. And the white balance looks great. Yeah. Low light performance. Yeah. You know, the interesting away. thing yeah. is that I, I've never, until you just mentioned it, I'm, I'm holding my, my, what is this? A P7800, which is a Nikon. Yeah, a little walk around. A, yeah. For better lack of another term, it's a rangefinder. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a $400 rangefinder. And I've never <laughs> looked through the electronic finder before until uh-huh. you mm-hmm. and it that is a that takes a little bit of getting used it to does, and yeah. you were yeah. talking about with your your new Sony that yeah. using it's not a through the lens camera. It is traditional it, DSLR through the lens. Right. It it uses an electronic Right. Finder. Well, it is a it is a through the lens view find through the lens. You are looking through the lens, but it's instead of using a prism. Right. That's it what I uses. Meant. Yeah, it's projecting this digital image into the viewfinder, um, and it takes a lot. Of, it takes. I'm still getting used to it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to take a long time for me to get used to it. Do you think but, that there's going to be a a lag in? Okay, well, you didn't say the camera, the next camera. Well, to the get. next camera. So I was gonna, I was thinking really strongly about going with Fuji because Todd has been using his XT100 and loves it. And I looked at some Fuji stuff and I thought, wow, this is really nice. I like it. And the more research I was doing, I hear that you know Sony's flagship camera is three years old and they're going to be replacing it soon. Um, that people have been waiting for this new flagship model to be announced for like a what year is the or flagship two. model? It, it was right now. The, it's the A7R2. Uh, that's a different. Sony's got different okay. mounts and stuff. It was the A99. So people have been waiting for the A99 two or whatever new model replacement model was going to come out for a long time. And I find oh you know they're going to announce it in January, like January fifth. They're supposed to announce this new camera, and it's rumored not to just be like an update camera, but a revolutionary camera that it's going to kind of redefine digital cameras and digital SLRs 
all around. You know, it's going to, everybody expects it to shoot 4K video, which is great. Not that I'm like a filmmaker and need to a camera that is capable of doing that. Fine if I have it okay. But in every other way, it's supposed to like redefine what a digital camera is from you know, focusing to sensor capabilities to features and all sorts of stuff. So and I'm a, thinking, and well. A, and a comparable model. Mm-hmm. It, 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 okay, go. You finish what you're saying. So, I'll make so instead of going the Fuji route, you know, I'm, I'm, I, starting from scratch, I couldn't really afford uh, like a full kit of Nikon or Canon gear, lenses, two bodies, flashes. I mean, I don't have $15,000 to drop on like five pieces of equipment, you know, and still need lights and triggers and batteries and everything else and stands to go along with it. So I'm thinking, well, I have to get in with the Fuji or the Sony thing to get up to speed. Luckily, Sony was making stuff that's really good these last couple of years. So instead of going the Fuji route, I went with Sony because I'm looking, I'm putting all my eggs in the Sony basket, hoping that the camera they're announcing in January is going to be worth my weight, even though I'm, I'm sure it will be. And what's that cost? I don't know. They haven't announced well, it. Well, what's the top of the line cost now? It was like a $3,200 camera. They're top of the line. Okay, so they're top of the line. And yeah. here's here's where, when you, you first started yeah. talking about yeah. this, I was like, what the hell is he doing? Mm-hmm. And then I watched, and I forget the name of the photographer, but he had, he made a very grand exit from Nikon in a 20-minute video on YouTube or whatever, and he switched to Sony. And, and at the end of it, he graciously asked Sony to sponsor him. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, okay, fame has its price, and sometimes it's your soul. (laughs) But uh, he made two points that I thought were really good, that if you're starting, like I have and you have a crap load of Nikon gear, and the F-mount, I I never switched to Canon back in the day because I had so much F-mount stuff that I Mm -hmm. couldn't feel justified in trading in all of everything I ever owned yeah. to switch to a mount that may or may not switch. Now, Canon's been consistent with their mount now, but they back in the day yeah, when I yeah. first started, man, Canon, every time they sent out a new camera, it had a new mount on it. Right. So if you're starting from scratch, whereas I'm not, and, and I have all this stuff, to, to me to go buy like another D800 or whatever, right. let's say, I leave here and I yeah. need to, to build up my gear. I have, you know, I own a D800 and a host of lenses and whatnot, but it, it would make sense for me to stay within the genre cost wise. Right. If you're starting from scratch, looking at what a D4 or a D5 costs at $6,000. 6,500 maybe. Okay, 6,500. Yeah. And what pisses me off about Nikon, and he made, this guy made this point that, they throw some of the best features in their consumer grade cameras yeah, and yep. their prosumer cameras, and you don't get all of those things in the D4 or what's going to be the D5. And right. Nikon's like switching, moving parts around, yeah. and and like there's why why do you have so many cameras? Yeah, I don't understand why there's like three lower models, and then I don't understand like I own the D, the D7200. And I had to get over the idea that just like you did carrying the Sony, right. that it's it's a it's a smaller Nikon camera. I have yep. large hands. I was like, you know, it's going to look like a toy is, when I'm right, using it. Right. This is going to be, you know, it's this Nikon on it, and you know, my ego was like, it's not an F3 or it's not a D800 or something. Mm-hmm. And I I was very self conscious of it until I started to use it on assignment, and you used it yeah. with me, uh, or the other day, yeah, used I was mine, blown away. and it's a it's a 
For twelve hundred dollars, are yeah. you f- flipping kidding me? I mean, the D seventy two hundred. If you're looking for a, a second body in Nikon, I I cannot recommend the D seventy two hundred enough. It's a great camera. But if you're starting from scratch and you mm-hmm. want the top of the line, Sony's not screwing around. Right. Everything that is great about the Sony camera is going to be in that top of the line camera, right. and they're not screwing their customers right. over. They're putting the best autofocus, the best sensor. The way Nikon kind of shuffles the cards and says, we're going to put the best sensor in like the bottom three cameras, but we're not going to give you the best autofocus system. But we're going to put the best autofocus system in the medium range cameras, but not give you a good sensor. You know, and we're not yeah, going to give you Wi-Fi in the best camera because. Well, yeah, why you know, is there not Wi-Fi yeah, in, the in their D- pro in their in pro the, bodies? Yeah, yeah. Who they, knows? it makes me absolutely insane that I'm using my Fuji at my $1,300 Fuji X100T, mm-hmm. which I think is on sale for like $1,000 right now. Uh, plug. Um, that because it, I can connect Wi-Fi to my phone, but my f- Nikon D3s, my you know four thousand dollar you know yeah. pro it body, is using a CF it. card. They, right, using yeah. a CF card, yeah. yeah, and yeah, it makes me completely bonkers that you know, and, and you know, Fuji and Sony both, and you know, and, and then Nikon does weird stuff like, oh well, you have Wi-Fi to connectivity, you just have to buy this three hundred dollar dongle, right? Yeah, no. No, you know, yeah. that it makes yeah. me Yeah, the, the, the D7200 yeah. that the reason why I got it as a backup body was because it had that Wi-Fi and I found myself at news scenes taking whatever lens I need to shoot with and putting it on the D7200, Wi-Fiing it into my phone, boom, it's on the web. I mean, I'm out of I don't have to mess with the iFi card. Now, iFi cards in their day are a wonderful piece of equipment and they're great if you're using them, but it's it's the the software that Nikon came up with in their when their connectivity with the iPhone is way better and mm. way faster and more efficient and yep. I can switch out cards and I don't have to worry about which where's my iFi card right. and then yep. when you're using a D3s you, it, it's a CF card yeah right. and, you have to buy an adapter that and, might work right. right and Apple just got off their ass and and upgraded in 9.2 on your phone that you can now plug the Thunderbolt cable is into it, a camera. Is it Thunder? What's the, no, is the Thunderbolt lightning. cable, lightning. the lightning cable, yeah. Yeah. the lightning cable. You can now use one of the adapters to read a CF card on your phone, or you can connect cool. your phone directly with a USB cable. So Nikon has that, 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 uh, yeah. that, that USB out. Well, you have an adapter now that you can take a cable, put it in, attach it to that Nikon. So you're tethered to your body mm-hmm. right there, dumping into your phone if you want. And it's That's great. Cool. I just, yeah. I just, I had the CF card because I had it for my iPad mm. or not the CF card, but the, the yeah. little reader, but it didn't work in your phone until they released 9.2 yeah. and nobody, I mean, I had to learn about it on Mashable or someplace. Yeah. I mean, some weird, you know, somebody yeah. posted it on Facebook that like, Oh my God, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread mm. that we're now able to do this. And now it kind of may, I mean, iFi cards are, are great, but if I had okay, iFi stock, I'd be selling yeah. it. I think but there, yeah. there are better ways now. I yeah. mean, iFi was iFi was the only thing that could do that for about sixteen months, and then everybody said, "Hey, if iFi can do it, we can do it too." Yeah. So we're just gonna build it right into the camera body, mm-hmm. and there you go. So that yeah, that's the. I mean, but you're not going to be able. to, I mean, are these cameras? You're not planning on shooting sports in in, in your freelance world unless. You know, this golf, and then we yeah, it could happen. Wink, wink. Yeah, I lend you a body. Right, I'd like to be able to. Although with this camera, Sony has there a lot of um, Sony has a really kind of robust range of lenses 
already. Okay. Um, they're not a whole lot cheaper than Nikon glass or Canon glass, but there's a whole host of third-party glass too, which is which is really good. Is are so, they? Do they make adapters so that you can use? You can, yeah. Okay. You can put a. I can put a Nikon seventy to two hundred on my Canon or on my Sony. Uh, but this this little nine hundred dollar camera that I have now, which is going to end up being my second body. I mean, it shoots twelve frames a second at thirty six megapixels, so it's a sports camera. It's easily. You a sports just need camera. the glass. I just yeah. need the glass. I just need to put a three hundred on it, and it's ready to go. Oh, cool! Yeah. All right, there yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. I say there's a there's an adapter Metabones because it's the camera that I've been kind of toying around with. This Fuji came out with an XT one. That is uh, an interesting camera. It's essentially the same processor uh, that's in my X100T, mm-hmm. um, but in, in a in a more pro body yeah. with, the, and you can do the interchangeable lenses yeah. and things like that. But the um, the XT1 uh, there's a Metabones adapter, and it'll shoot Canon glass, and it'll talk to Canon glass, and mm-hmm. so you got autofocus and aperture priority and things like that. So you could rent a you could rent a Canon 328 for yeah. a weekend yeah, and, and or for a, for for the, a week yeah, and shoot for that the, body. Yeah. But I don't know, and I don't know that that's where I'm going to go because I'm I'm in the boat where you are, where it's like, man, you know, do I seriously want? To? You're heavily invested in Nikon. Yeah, I'm deep. Yeah, and uh, I, man, you, you know what used camera gear goes for? And yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, you can and Keh plug for Keh. You know, I've, uh, you know, I, I've bought equipment for this department is is mint condition like new from Keh and. Other than with the box, mm-hmm. I, I can't find a, a reason to have yeah. bought that camera, the D3S new. Right, right. I mean, like we bought the last D3S for the department. I bought, well, I bought the last two D3Ss used from them and mm-hmm. they were Pristine, performing. Perfect, yeah, yeah, they were great when they yeah, arrived. Yeah. So I'll say one more thing about the kind of Nikon swapping options out across their range. Uh, one last mention about that little A77 I bought is that. You know, if you were to buy a Nikon, a similarly similarly priced Nikon, you know, it might have a great sensor, or it might have Wi-Fi, or it might have really good autofocus, or it might have 12 frames a second, but it wouldn't have all of it, you know? Yeah. So to be able to pick up a $900 camera that shoots 12 frames a second and has 36 megapixels and is incredible low light and has the fastest autofocus ever seen in a SLR and on and on and on. So Yeah, that's the that's the... That mm-hmm. was the thing I gained. Like I, you, not that I needed this guy to validate your workflow, but it was like, oh, I didn't, you know, because mm-hmm. we only talked about it for like five minutes in the yeah. parking lot, and and I'm like, I left going driving home going, hmm, mm-hmm. and for me, you know, if you're starting from scratch, you're going to start a new workflow, you yeah. know, yeah. you know, I'm, you know, it's hard enough to get your workflow going with stuff you're yeah. familiar with, mm-hmm. let alone like changing completely like where does the shutter button on this thing yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. that's a um, question i had make when you sh- when you worked for brand x did you shoot canons um no i didn't i shot nikon shot i nikon. always bought i bought a nikon okay. day one but i want i i've been looking at canon for a second body but you're right switching i don't know that was my question too for you yeah. did you actually shoot sony or did you i mean did you rent anything before you went with this decision no is, there, is this all online information it's all online information knowing that I was going to give myself about a month to have the camera and play with it and get familiar with it because like I've been playing with it for almost two weeks now and on, on the, on a Nikon body, I think wherever any Nikon body you buy the review button, if you want to look at your photo on the LCD, the review button is always in the upper left hand body Mm -hmm. on that back panel of, of the camera. And on the Sony, 
that's like the menu button. The like the review button is like on the lower right. Mm-hmm. So anytime I need to like check my exposure and pull up the the image on the back screen, chimp. I end up yeah. And anytime I need to jump, I end up hitting the menu button because just muscle memory. Because I'm so used to shooting Nikon's for the last I don't know twelve years, thirteen years. I hit the menu button like oh no the the review button on the Sony's down here. I got to remember to hit it there. So there's a lot of getting used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I I knew that I was going to have to have it in my hands for like at least four weeks to get familiar with where buttons are and how do I change the ISO? How do I change the, the white balance? So man, you know, all on and on and on. So, so what's your next lens? My next lens is going to be a 70 to 200 equivalent. So, um, is it a full frame sensor? It's not, it's an APS-C size sensor, but you know, my hope and expectation is that the camera that Sony's going to be releasing in early 2016 is going to be full frame. That's that's the industry expectation that it won't be anything but a full frame camera. Um, so this one's this one's a crop sensor, um, but it's great. Yeah, the, it's yeah. interesting because people are posting in photo journalism places that I go. Um, the people shooting sports with a mirrorless camera are becoming more. It, it more prevalent, like I'm standing next to this guy shooting a mirrorless camera. Now, yeah. did you consider Nikon's mirrorless system? I didn't. No. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I don't know anything well, about it. To be I don't know why. Either. It's not. It's not in, in a pro body. It's in the, the, the yeah, mirrorless right. system is in a freaking point and shoot. Yeah. Is it? That's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. It's blah. You know, I, right. I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, do we? If you, you go to NikonRumors.com, do you? Oh, yeah. Do you? Have you? Have they? Are there any rumors to the changing of the? Nope. <laughs> the D5 is fully expected to be uh, essentially the same thing as the D4, but with another function button and uh, I think more megapixels. Um, but yeah, full frame sensor. What do you get for a frame per second on on a D4? Well, and it's and it gets into weird math because uh, if you're if you're going to shoot a, like a full raw image, uh, if you know obviously it'll fill the buffer up faster. But I, last I heard, it was like 11 frames a second, but. Uh, I don't know. I bet you know. There's always like you know asterisks and caveats, right. and, yeah. you know. And it's so it's, if you shoot this, and a, and, a, and a lot of it comes down to the the read write speed on your card. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, you know, anywhere from nine to eleven. Yeah, you're right. It's nine to eleven. Is it nine, nine to eleven? Mm-hmm. So, right. it's you know, I I don't know. But it you know it's also Nikon rumors, so take it with a grain of salt. It's not. Yeah. They have you know they've been wrong before, but um, but I I you know I don't know. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it does frustrate me, and and just and little, you know, the Nikon, uh, you know, the top of the line strobe, is like six hundred bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's like what are you, you're killing. That's me, why man. they're two Fotix in my in my in my in my carry mm-hmm. bag now, because yeah. I, I, you know. I'm not, you know, no one's sponsoring me. Yeah, right. You know, it's not like, I mean, you know, it's not like Sports Illustrated has sent me out with, mm-hmm. you know, all this gear. I mean, I remember years ago shooting a, an Iowa football game next to some guy from who'd come in for Sports Illustrated, and he hired one of our um, photographers of the Daily Iowa to just run his 600 for him. That was <laughs> that was his job. He was like, hold this. here, hold this. Wait a minute. I need to switch to my 600, you know, as I'm planted in the end zone. And that's and those are in the film days. I mean, that, Yikes, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. that's a big piece of yep. gear. But anyway, I mean, I, I really, I'd never really thought about it. I'd mm-hmm. never really considered ever switching. And I don't think... I, I, there's no reason for me to switch right now. Right. There isn't any kind of 
looming, my future isn't looming that I would need to switch or something, at least mm-hmm. that I know of. You know, as soon as I walk out of here, yeah. you're all fired. The paper's closed. <laughs> uh, Meg's only been here a month. Yeah. Todd, the publisher, needs to see you. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Have but, a seat. but it's one of those things that it does, you know, hmm, you know, okay, now if things do go, so it does make me question what I want to do. Like I was going to make some equipment purchases next year. And I think what I'm, instead of buying a lens or a body or anything, I'm going to invest in my next subject, which is a Synology system. Oh, yeah. Because Drobo is driving me insane. Yeah. Now, you're going to be producing a shitload of images that are going to be big. Yeah. So you're going to have to invest in an archive system. If you're going to invest in an archive system, it is my personal recommendation to mm. not buy a drobo but okay. to buy a synology okay because when my drobo for people who don't know drobo and synology right, are both right. like server sort of nas based nas based system so that you can put them on a network yeah or you can have them sitting on your desk or whatever and there's like five disks on it and they're mm-hmm. and it's the data yep. is all backed up you, you know within so that if one drive fails you don't lose a drive's worth of stuff right. whereas if you just have a two terabyte hard drive and that hard drive craps out you've just lost all everything of it. so right. yeah. and the other thing about backup systems is that you want to have a backup system at home and then you need to have a, a, a double backup system someplace uh, yeah. else because mm-hmm. if your house burns down, yeah, there it goes. you could have the best backup system in the world and your backup system just melted. Yep. So if you know your archive, your personal archive, your professional archive is, is all in this thing. So I, bought, I invested in a Generation 2 Drobo years ago. I think it was like 2009. And it was kind of the only thing on the market as far as and it, and it's mine's not even an NAS because it doesn't have an Ethernet port on mm-hmm. it. The next generation's up for it, and it was performing great. And I subbed in some Western Digital Red drives, which are recommended for NAS, and it you know going along swimmingly until it just crapped out one day, and I could not. And it it took a week to rebuild after having a heart attack and getting in contact with Drobo. And I'm thinking, well, it hasn't been, I haven't owned this this long. I should be able to get service. And they took pity on me because, sir, if you look at your our website, your device is timed out. We don't support it anymore. <laughs> you don't support Insane. it anymore. That's yeah. sort of like buying a Toyota and Toyota saying, you know what? We don't fix that brand of Toyota anymore. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> you know, and so they, they're like, no, you don't have it. So they they wrote a patch for me to fix something. And it still blows and, my and, mind. I mean, and it, because, and it, and it yeah. got it, got it. I got it. I, got it I resuscitated it and all my data. <laughs> and then I started buying because these things are not expensive. I mean, not cheap. I'm in a new Synology kit with three terabyte, five, three terabyte hard drives from uh, B&H is like $3,500. So these are, this is not a small investment. This is like buying another camera. Yeah. But it's your archive and it's your career. You save Mm -hmm. someplace. So the Drobo, uh, I got resuscitated. It was working again and the software was working and everything was fine until a week ago. And then it went into rebuild mode again. And so it just blinks yellow and green lights at me and I, I couldn't find the up the, the update and I finally got the update. But clearly everybody who's dealing with a two gen is yeah. like, yeah, sorry, they're not going to help you. Yeah. So you're on your own. I mean, th- and so when I had it crap out the first time I sent, 
Synology an email and said, hey, do you abandon support for <laughs> your, any of your devices after yeah. a certain period of time? And the email essentially response said, no, we're not Drobo. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, so is as a device, it works fine. And I'm sure the newer ones are better. And I'm sure that people who have Drobos, maybe they're happy with them. But if, if as you're recommending moving yeah. forward for mm-hmm. you, Sony, I would recommend to you that if you're going to build an archive system, you there are different yep. levels of Synology devices. You don't have to start with the 1300 big ass one, but the the um, that's yeah. I that's would get a, I would get recommend. a Synology because you yeah. could attach it to the back of your to your uh, your router mm-hmm. and make it network available. You could send cool. stuff in from the road. Yeah, and nice. like oh, I want to back up this stuff, and I've got high speed Wi Fi wherever I'm. And dump Darn. it in from the road. That's you can, very cool. You can get mm-hmm. to it and manage it from the road. Like my Drobo, I can't do that because it's it's not an NAS compatible mm-hmm. drive at this point. But anyway, that's, awesome. that's okay. my little point yeah. for yeah. Synology yeah. And, cool. and things that you need to, that people need to worry about when yeah. they something else you need to spend your money on. Yeah, yeah, archiving. Yeah, yeah. that's one of those things, man. That it's it's like buying tires for your car. You, don't, you can't really see the improvement, but you know you got to have it, and it's like oh. I'm going to spend a lot of money on it's saving my stuff. Like but, light you know, stands. Yeah, like light stands. <laughs> You're yeah. like, how yeah. much for what? <laughs> light stands. Do I really want yeah. to do that? I'm, could, almost, I'm only going to put my $1,000 strobe head on top yeah, of it. Right, Does yeah. it really need to be solid? I guess. Yeah. yeah. So um, now moving forward, yeah. your wife, who is not a photographer, yeah. she's a school teacher. Mm-hmm. Does she, does she, how does she react to purchases to do your job? She, she knows that the startup costs are very steep. So I've I've prepared us for that. But it's still a really hard pill to swallow. When you say I need two camera bodies, the cheap ones like a thousand bucks, the expensive one's gonna be like three thousand bucks. Oh no, they don't come with lenses. I have to buy those separate. <laughs> oh no, I need batteries. Oh no, I need light stands. Oh no, I need light modifiers. Oh no, I need radio triggers. Uh, oh, no, wait, I need an archiving system. Oh, I need to buy new software. I mean, and the list just, just goes on and on and on. And you're thinking, well, when does it end? And it doesn't. It doesn't yeah. end. Yeah. No. It doesn't end. So. The, my The problem I had with my wife is uh, because I get excited about camera equipment mm-hmm. is, is convincing her I'm not buying toys. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, I yeah. need this. <laughs> do you really need it? You know? And, yeah. No, I do. Yeah. I, I yeah. need this modifier. Yeah. You know, I, I need a softbox. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's, and there's when, when it comes to photography, if you haven't started or if you already have started, you know this too. Uh, and Paul and I were just talking about this the other day. There's so much stuff I've bought twice. Yeah. Because I bought the cheap version, you know, the the tamron glass or whatever yeah. and mm-hmm. oh, i'll save you know all kinds of money no you won't you won't you'll because you'll, you'll end up buying you'll the buy good it. glass after you'll buy all. It. yeah yeah and then you'll you'll cry mm-hmm. because that mm-hmm. glass will let you down and you'll go and you'll spend the real money for real glass and yep. that's when people ask me questions like there's there's a couple off brands that i'd think about like maybe sigma like a couple of different yeah, sigma maybe. lenses yeah. um but anything else it's like man you steer away steer away yeah. and i mean that sigma that the new version not the one we have downstairs, but the 120 to 300, 300 zoom, that's, the new version of that is a killer yeah, that's, lens. That's a good Nobody's hit that price point no, for no. Nikon or Canon to have mm-hmm. that lens. That if you're if you're starting out this business and you just need to get one long piece of glass for all purpose sports and you're 
a young photographer yeah. and you've got X amount of money. I, you know, that's a, that's, that's a great yeah, piece of glass to get. It gets yeah, crazy good reviews. And yeah. I've actually thought about buying one myself, but then, you know, it's like, uh, you know, what do I, yeah, what do yeah. I use for work and what do I use for myself? And, right. yep. and that's the other rub for me is, you know, how much should they be providing for me because I work here yeah. and how much should I be providing myself because my own work style is necessarily slightly different and I want to right. tweak my own workflow that to be able to give myself an, an advantage mentally, you know, not like I'm one up in the competition so much, but just so that I like I'm comfortable with my workflow. And that's really the key thing. And Meg's probably learning this now that when you're in this business, you you create a workflow like you sit down at your, you know, just let's say after shooting, you sit down and you go through the same process because it make it keeps you from missing something or making yeah. a mistake that if you have like a set workflow and watching other people's workflow, like I can watch his workflow because yeah. it's very similar to mine. Right. But like, you know, Gary, you know, God love him. It works for him. But I don't I'm like, I try yeah. to watch Gary work and, and yeah. I, I have to get up and leave because his his workflow is so different than mine mm-hmm. that I can't. I mean, it works great for him. He gets the job done and yeah. the pictures get out and everything's fine. In the mm-hmm. end, it comes out in the wash. But I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I have to walk away. Rotate the photo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He doesn't, yeah. Rotate. He doesn't rotate the photo. Yeah, he doesn't See, I know. He's got to go home with a sore neck. Yeah, I, I feel bad talking about him, but he's got to go home with yeah. a sore neck. Yeah, I invited him. He's yeah, Christmas yeah. shopping he's with Christmas his son, or yeah. Grand Beck would be on the fifth, yeah. on the fifth mic. But but. It, it amazes me because we were early adapters of photo mechanic. And uh, yeah. I sat in a lot of press rooms and listen to photographers say, man, I wish there was, I wish there was a piece of software (laughs) that I could look at all my images and like pick my favorites and then like auto write (laughs) the cut lines. I'm like, there is, it's photo mechanic. It exists. I've got it, you know? And, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, but I, cause I don't don't think the greatest it is, is worth every single penny that you pay for. That was, that was one of the things every penny I bought. Yeah. You 150 bucks. It's 150, 150 bucks. Yeah. It's not expensive. And it's a free yeah. trial for a month. That's right. I yeah. bought it, and it was one of those things. I'm not bad-mouthing my wife by any stretch of the imagination, but it's one of those things like new tires. Like, Especially if she's listening. Yeah, she right. Listen. She's, she does not. My but, wife doesn't so. listen. <laughs> but she's like, do you really? It's 150 bucks. Do you really need that? It's like a piece of software that doesn't do anything. It's not like Photoshop, which right. is like, oh, you know, color correcting. It's just like you just... It lets you look at the pictures that were on your camera. Can't you do that already? I'm like, no, 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 really. I need this. Okay. I mean, I believe you if you say you need it, but it's one of those, it's like a head scratcher for someone who doesn't know. Like, yeah, I, that my, doesn't seem like a real necessary piece of equipment. My personal yeah. license is legacy. I mean, it's yeah. like, oh, nice. it's like four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a first name basis with the customer service lady yeah. to, to fix all of like to when we upgrade or something, you know, she's like, Oh, I love the quad cities. You know, I drove through there once I'm like, you know, cause they're in Seattle and we're chatting on the phone. Like, Oh, we get back to what we're doing. You know, I mean, photo mechanic, awesome customer service, yeah. fabulous pieces software they don't update like screwy updates yeah. they don't bug update like right. we're gonna get this update out and then oh crap there's a bug in it no, you know don't. no it's i solid. cannot say enough good things about photo mechanic it is when you call photo mechanic customer service they say oh mr meisner let me pull up your account 
Oh, you've been with us since the beta version. <laughs> yeah. uh, welcome. Nice to speak with you today, sir. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Ever yeah, since 19, no. I've been with you since 96. Yeah, I think <laughs> I'm going talk. to, I forget her name. It's maybe Kathy. I think I'm going to a retirement party. Oh, <laughs> flying myself out. Send her oh, some we, candy. We've heard all about you. Because, you know, we get, we buy, ver- eh, people don't care. But it's just, you know, you end up getting on a phone call when you're upgrading. And you're, you're like, what machine is this installed on? Right. And I'm like, okay, I need to know where everybody's machine are and who's got what and it's yeah. on this computer and you know we oh crap everybody got new computers and that we forgot to lo- uplog out of the old version and log back in on the new mm. machine and then everything uh, gets screwed up and yep. uh, anyway so i end up on the phone call with the photo mechanic lady <laughs> so anyway so we've discussed all of these things yep. and uh we're gonna go downstairs and check you out Okay. That sounded bad. Yeah. Hey, you can check me out right now. That's right. How do you like check it? Check me out. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you're going to come back and do the podcast on occasion, right? I would love to. Okay. I hope to. Yes. All right. And much. we can, you know, we just have to put a blanket over Eve if she comes with you yeah. because it's so windy in here at it's times that we don't cold, want her yeah. to like, I don't want Sarah to come and say, going to catch pneumonia the, the baby got pneumonia in the photo studio. <laughs> Damn yeah. you, Todd. I'm shivering. Uh, my teeth her. are chattering. Yeah. yeah. I will hold her. Okay. Put her in my sweater. That's right. Meg's, Meg's job has just been reduced to babysitter. Yeah. Oh, so much fun. So anyway, so Paul, do you want to take us out? Um, I can only say that I've uh, I've really loved every moment of working here for the last almost nine years. Um, every moment of this podcast, I think it's been a really great and fun addition um, to kind of the to the time in the photo department. Um, so. All I can say is thank you and goodbye until next time. So for the Talking Pictures podcast, I'm Paul Coletti. I'm Todd Meisner. I'm Todd Wilbert. And I'm Meg McLaughlin. Until next time, folks. Bye-bye. Hello, Quad Cities. No? I don't even remember. All right, whatever. The Talking Pictures podcast is a production of The Dispatch, The Rock Island Argus, and QCOnline.com. To see some of the photos and videos discussed in our podcast, be sure to go to talkingpicturespodcast.blogspot.com. Talking Pictures is produced by Todd Meisner, Paul Coletti, and Todd Walbert. Thanks to Laura Anderson Shaw, Meg McLaughlin, Laura Frames, and Randy Fisk. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod at www.incomputech.com. Make sure you subscribe to Talking Pictures on iTunes or SoundCloud. 